Hello, I'm Deacon Tristan. You may have forgotten me because I've been gone for like two months. I was home on Christmas vacation in the great state of Utah, and it was wonderful until it ended. And I went to the airport, sad that I had to return to Oregon. I'm kidding, I was really excited to come back and be with you guys. But it was the start of January, and I was sitting, people watching, and I saw a very sad sight. Dejected Utah fans coming back from the Rose Bowl, looking down at their feet. And I wanted to shake them. I was inspired by the words of Ezra and ne ne Nehemiah. And I wanted to grab these Utah fans in their red and say, Today is holy to the Lord. Do not weep, my brothers and sisters of Utah. Go eat rich foods and drink sweet drinks. Do not be saddened, for we're still Pac-12 champions. <laughs> we beat Oregon twice. But a certain level of social anxiety held me back. But that is what Jesus is doing in our gospel today, is he's shaking the synagogue to its foundations, quoting from Isaiah, saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Oh, you poor Israelites, you poor people, captured and ruled by the Romans, taxed to death, laboring, dying, suffering, ill, broken. I have come, anointed by God, to free you from the bonds of sin and death. I have come to give you the face of God. I'm presenting God to you. I'm going to give you a church. You will be saved. You will no longer be lost and forgotten, for I am here. And he speaks these words to us today, now, as we suffer here in Oregon with all of the things of daily life in this pandemic, in this war, things, political, terrorism, etc. Our God is here now, and we have been saved. By the very nature of our baptism, we have been brought into Christ's life, death, and resurrection. That we are not a sad bunch staring at our feet, but we hold ourselves high by the fact that we know our God and we have been saved by our God and that we are not alone. That we have been brought into the body of Christ. 
that Paul makes very clear. That through Christ's life, death, and resurrection, through our baptism, through the sacraments, we're united together as a church, the body of Christ. As Catholics, we speak of the body of Christ in three ways. The body crucified, dead, and risen, glorified. The body of the Eucharist, which we come here to celebrate. And we also speak of the body of Christ as us, the people, here, now. And these three bodies all come together in this Mass, where we as the body of Christ come and we sing praise to our God who saved us and loves us. And we are fed by the Word of God in the Scriptures. The words Jesus spoke, the physical person of Jesus spoke these words, giving us glad tidings. And then we feast on the choicest of meat and the finest of wine. We consume the body and blood, soul and divinity of our God, so that we can handle all of the struggles of the world, of all of the day-to-day -day life. We are fortified for the onslaught that we face every day so that we can be a joyful bunch all the time. And we're called to bring the world back here. We're called to have a heart of evangelization and a heart of ecumenism. To go out and say, oh, you miserable people, why are you sad? Why are you rejected? We have a God who lives and reigns and has saved us. Let me introduce you to him. And we're held back oftentimes by social anxiety. We don't want to knock on doors and say, hello, have you heard of Jesus Christ of the Roman Catholic Church? Would you like to submit to the Roman pontiff? Please come over. We have mass at 5 p.m. at St. Pius X. We're, in, we're a normal bunch. But that's not actually how we're called to evangelize. When we read the documents of the Second Vatican Council, they make the church fathers make it very clear that evangelization starts individually, specifically, with each one of us. Not knocking on doors, but purifying our own lives. Saying, I have been baptized into Christ, but I don't act like him. I'm a miserable person. I'm sinful and broken and weak. But we're called to purify ourselves, to say, I may be sinful, broken, and weak, but I will be less so tomorrow, and less so the day after that, and less so. I can find repentance and forgiveness in the confessional. I can find strength in the Eucharist. I can find companionship in my church to hold me accountable and to grow. I have a family who loves me to support me on this journey. While I might be a sinner today, tomorrow I am called to sainthood. 
I have a perpetual future of grace to make me better. Why? So I can bear witness to our God who loves us, who has saved us and redeemed us. So I can be more joyful. So I can be who I truly am, a beloved child of God. And I say this all because we're in the middle of the week for Christian unity. It's, hard, it's very easy to look out our doors and see the world's divided. But also, the church is divided. We have an ongoing schism between the Roman Catholic Church and the Greek Orthodox. It goes back a thousand years with a lot of tension there. We have the various Protestant groups that have left us 500 years ago. We have all this division. And it's not an easy fix because it's not just, oh, submit to the Roman pontiff, come back. But it's, I'm sorry. We dropped the ball at times. We excommunicated the Eastern Orthodox Church. Can't take that one back, except we have. But we can, as Catholics, bear witness to a sense of unity, to a sense of, I am Catholic, I have the fullness of the faith, and it gives me joy, it gives me the strength to carry on the day. I'm sorry we have bad blood, our Christian brothers. Come home. I want you to partake in the joy I have, the joy I receive at this altar, at the Eucharist. Come and meet Jesus Christ in his church. We understand that you don't feel home here. How can we help you feel at home? That's the spirit of ecumenism. It's not a spirit of reducing our values or morals or teachings to make the church more acceptable, but finding healing and forgiveness in the tensions in Christianity to bring people back to the single altar of Christ's suffering and death, the single altar of the banquet feast of the Eucharist, this single moment of time of the Last Supper, bringing all people ask eschatologically end of times here. And it all starts not with the church structurally, but with us specifically bearing witness to the joy of Christ. And I'm going to end with a bit of a poem, which I find fitting, from Gerard Manley Hopkins, a Jesuit. I say the more, the just man justices, keeps grace, that keeps all his goings graces, acts in God's eye what in God's eye he is, Christ. For Christ plays in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes not his, to the Father through the feature of men's faces. That we have the joy of making Christ present 
here on earth with everything we do. We have the ability to bear witness to Christ's redemption and salvation of us. We can share the joy that we have been made into a new creation, beautiful, holy, and good.